coming in on three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of Bruce Booze and Reviews. Yeah! I like this shot full of shit. That's about it. <laughs> was that was that recorded? <laughs> a sperm bag of sounders. Bananas kind of pissed me off. And the average for the beer that everybody loves is really high. I like getting shit on. It's not an episode if you didn't make something up. Tangerines are whores. Yeah, I'm going to be the smart one. So it's, not, I mean, it's not going to be hard. All right, welcome to another episode of uh, BBR NCIS. We are the detectives for today. What? <laughs> on Bruise, Booze, and Reviews. I should have done something. You should have done something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just now. showing up isn't enough anymore, Chris. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> All right, this well, all right, we are a childish podcast about adult beverages. I'm your host, Knox. With me today is Big Earn. I'm with him today. And Chris. And also with you. <laughs> and also with you. Boy, that reminds me of Catholic. Oh, wait, that's services. tomorrow. It's Saturday today. Uh, that's right. Well, you know, I we went to church like four, 14 times a week. So. Yeah, Catholics, uh, and you guys uh, all had bad knee problems by the time you were yeah. thirty-one, right? All I sound kneeling. like I sound like a wooden roller coaster when I stand up. Like, <laughs> that's why they call me rickety hips. Rickety yeah. hips, better that's than just rickets. Yeah, right. Rickets is a terrible thing. Oh, that's, no, I do. That's terrible. I, I sound like a, uh, if I were to bend over like at the knees, it sounds like a popcorn. Pop, 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 pop. Yeah. I get that same thing when I, every morning when I get out of bed, I wake Ann up because when I stand up, it's pop, pop, <laughs> pop, pop, and then for some pop, pop. Yeah. That's it. And when I'm a grandpa, that'll probably be my name. Pop, pop. Hey, pop, pop. <laughs> hey, everybody, we're old as fuck. Welcome to this uh, not so childish, yeah. uh, very old man podcast about adult a geriatric podcast about adult beverages. <laughs> And we are hey, here I get to- mail from AARP. Hey, well, I mean, you're about that age, oh, but. We are here at Falling Knife Brewing here in in uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul area, Minnesota, and uh, we are talking today with the front house manager Drew uh, with Falling Knife Brewing about today's beers. How you doing, Drew? Oh, not too bad. It's oh. Saturday afternoon. How long you been working over at uh, Falling Knife Brewing? Uh, about two and a half years at this point. What do you think? Are they That's fucking slave spot. drivers? They got welts on your back from the, all the times that they beat you with the whip and stuff? Uh, no, that's for me to do with the staff. Oh. <laughs> he's, he's a manager. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, well. good owners hire good managers so they don't have to do shit. And then that's, the managers are the, the dicks. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the show, Drew. See, you having me on. But, like I said, nothing but facts today, guys. Nothing but facts. Just facts. Uh, so, uh, what can you fill us in about Falling Life Brewing in general? I know I'll tell you this reason why I, I really wanted to come here and do a taproom takeover episode with you guys is because when you guys came to Rare Beer Picnic this year in 2022, you guys won two of our categories. I think Best IPA with the Demon IPA and I think Best Overall with the Very Old Painless with the Barley yeah. Wine. We'll talk about that later for sure. Oh, yeah. That's definitely going to be in the episode. But the oh, demon shit. one, they don't have that here. Uh, no, nope. that was a collaboration with Topple and Goliath out of Decorah, Iowa. Uh, uh, we had it on draft for about, about a month. And so... Yeah, we came uh, here. We were able to have it on tap. And it was better, a little, just a little bit better on tap here. It's so good. I, I personally think everything's better right out of the tap versus out of a can or a bottle. That's typically why I don't use a glass. Well, there's yeah. some things that are, are better bottle conditioned a little bit longer. Uh, some wild ferment sours are good, better that way. Certain adjuncts in stouts are also really well with a little bit of cellaring to do. But beyond that, let's get, let's get fucking beyond that. Um, so Falling Knife has been around for how long? Like five years, right? No, no. Uh, our three-year anniversary three is a couple weeks out. So. Oh, shit. Uh, Saturday, October 8th is our three-year anniversary party outside, live music, food trucks, all kinds of stuff going on. It's going to be Outside in October. Early October. Good luck. <laughs> well, you never know. Yeah. Could be 32, could be 90. Yeah. It's gorgeous out today. I know yeah, that. it is very beautiful. And they were founded by Andy, Tom, and Dan, right? From uh, Those are the correct. three founders. Yeah, the three guys. Yep. 
and they couldn't be there today. Uh, they have uh, family stuff going on, so yeah, yeah, better things to do. Well, yeah, I mean, rather hang out with kids and hang out with adults who act like kids. I guess. I mean, that makes sense, right? They both have their benefits. I mean, I barely, I barely want to hang out with me. We're pretty needy. Yeah, yeah, we need our diapers changed after about halftime. Uh, no, but uh, no, this is a great setup. Uh, you guys are a uh, seven barrel, ten barrel, fifteen barrel, twelve barrel. Uh, what do we got? Barrel. Twenty barrel. Yep. You're Just getting there. Yeah, I was <laughs> getting. Yeah, eventually I was gonna top that out. Do I yeah. hear fifteen going once? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could do that. Here, I was. You know yeah. what is it called? I auctioneer auctioneer, auctioneer voice. Yeah, wish I could do it, but I can't. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Nothing but facts. Twenty barrel. <laughs> So this is great, uh, and actually, what else can you tell us about that other than you guys have been around for three years, you're here in town, um, and you got a great tap room. There's pinball here, you got some pretty good metal going on, the jukebox. Uh, a lot of fun stuff. Uh, yeah, tell us about the culture behind Falling Night Brewing. Uh, yeah, the, the three guys that started up the brewery, um, Tom was a home brewer, award-winning, had been in the industry, not in this capacity, um, for many years and then uh, he definitely uh, he, he knows exactly what he's doing and uh, what awards did he win when he was a home brewer do you, I do you don't remember know 100%. one was an attendance award I know yeah. that no he didn't he was, get that one <laughs> participation he was always here <laughs> then they brought on uh, Robbie as the head brewer and that guy uh, got to start over at Surly I believe and he is just a phenomenal head brewer to have mm -hmm. um between those two, they come up with some really great recipes and great beers, as you guys have already noticed today. Yeah, yeah it's absolutely. pretty phenomenal uh, we, crew. Yeah, it didn't get by me. I noticed. Yeah, yeah. makes you know, my job real easy. You know, between Surly and Summit, uh, it seems to be a, a theme that like the, these newer, better breweries are popping up that were former employees of theirs. Yeah, so well, it's kind of interesting. Being the largest breweries in the state, mm -hmm. uh, between Surly, Summit, Shells, I mean, they have a, the most staff. Yeah. So therefore an easy uh, big staff uh, place big to get program uh, you yeah. can learn a fuck boatload there I bet. yeah you know? oh for sure just getting that base at a brewery like that yeah. someplace that that's that is that big is a great start and, I, and i'm glad that there's some there, that they're just kind of like this uh what is uh, when you are at a frat and your dad was in the frat or, or sorority and your mom was in the sorority was that legend legacy or, legacy Yes, so <laughs> nothing I'm, but facts. Yes, so I'm so glad that there's actually like a Minneapolis St. Paul brewery legacy even happening today where and that passion kind of like is important for small businesses and and breweries like this to really pull out tasty beers and yep. and uh, it shows. Yeah, and the love and passion is is where it's at. And you could definitely tell with the craftsmanship of these beers that a lot of love and passion went into went into these uh and these beer brews. Beer brews. <laughs> beer brews. Yeah. And uh, so you guys have been in this location three years, right? Yep. Um, yeah. And you just bought the building and it just happened to have tanks in it. You decided, hey, we should make beer with this. Uh, I, I know they had looked at a decent amount of spaces throughout the city. Uh, this was uh, formerly Northgate Brewing. Uh, they had shut down. So it came complete with a tap room that needed a little bit of upgrading. But uh, the brew system, everything, we added a centrifuge, which a brewery our size is not super common. And uh, mm -hmm. that was a big expense right away just to get that quality. What's a centrifuge? A uh, centrifuge is something that spins. It's like a whirlpool, but like way fucking faster. And it spins out a lot more particulates. So all you get in the final brew product when you're canning or bottling or whatever you do is going to be all liquid and no... Like sediment. chunks or sediment okay. or whatever in the, in the beer process. Yeah, it's, it's nothing a great but facts. Piece of equipment. Nothing yeah. but facts. I love centrifuges. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm, a brew, I'm a brew nerd. I'm sorry, but yeah, that's, that's the point of the centrifuge. But go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, but yeah, uh, so it it came pretty much a turnkey. I mean, we had to do a few things here and there, but uh, everything was in place that you needed to start it. That's so worked out great. That's pretty yeah, nice. Pretty yeah, pretty nice. Mm -hmm. I like it. For the pinball machines, always here. I mean, obviously, I'm sure they, came, Knife, they didn't come with the building. Right, but no. have they been here for the three years? Bong yep. Knife has been open? Not, not all of them. We okay. did just expand uh, and got three more this summer, and we're going to be adding uh, two or three more pinball machines coming up pretty quick. So, <laughs> cool. most pinball machines in Northeast. 
Yeah. That's crazy. I love the fact that breweries and pinball machines are a, are a, a really good match. You yeah. Know, Drecker's yeah. got Drecker's got, some, Drecker's got a handful um, of them too. Um, old Broadway downtown just added uh, some pinball machines too. So it's really yeah. cool to... It, that's a little different though too, right? They, got, they have that like... You can get food and they have a sports bar and pinball and then like 17 more steps is their nightclub. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a, night a weird place. The <laughs> nightclub and pinballs is kind of weird, but you know, put it Just in the sports bar combo. part, you know. Facts. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to this first beer here. Uh, this is actually not even. Well, hold on. Before we do oh, that, oh, I'd like to know. So you started at Surly as well? or? Uh, that was the first brewery that I worked for. Yeah, I worked in the uh, tap room at Sturley from the start of their new space up until the uh, shutdown a couple of years ago. Okay. Uh, was their lead bartender for a while, did a lot of beer training for a lot of the other staff. So I spent quite a few years over at Surly. They have a really cool location too, having those outdoor that outdoor venue. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all mm. summer the, the concerts that they've been doing. Yeah. Uh, and then just the huge outdoor seating area. Yeah. So it's pretty so, massive. So the moral of the story is Drew knows his shit when it comes to beer. So I'm glad yeah. to have you on the show. I really appreciate yeah, happy it. Happy to be here. But yeah, this actually, this first uh, beverage that we're going to have isn't really uh, a beer per se, as it is a your your base seltzer seltzer recipe with a special ingredient added to uh, Can you talk to us a little uh, bit that about that? That ingredient is love, isn't it? Uh, it's yeah, love. a whole lot of love going on. Yes, and sweaty um, hands. <laughs> No, uh, we, we use uh, just a neutral seltzer base, so it's uh, 7.6%, no additives whatsoever. It's just a really nice seltzer base. And to that, we add uh, syrups that are made for us by Meteor Bar. It's a cocktail bar just down the road. Uh, what we have in front of us here is their uh, Arnie Palmer syrup. So they, they just make syrups for you guys? Yep. With yep. real ingredients. They're not fake. They're not yep. uh, you know infusions, this clear plastic type infusions that you would normally have in beer. These are real, actual ingredients. Yep. And you can tell, because out of the four that we had, they were all different colors. They all definitely had their own ingredients added to it that was different. But for me, this was my favorite. It was, it was, it was really close between this one and the watermelon rosemary, but I just love how honest and true this is to me to an Arizona tea, Arnie Palmer. And it's pretty phenomenal, guys. So it's Earl Grey tea yep. that they used. Um, yeah. Then, yeah, we do the syrup reduction and bring it on over and we mix it with our base. 7.6% too. Yeah, that's, can't it's, tell. It's, it's pretty good for a <laughs> seltzer. So Meteor Bar, that's like, what, like a couple blocks from here, right? Or it's, it's a couple miles? A mile down wow. Broadway. It's Broadway in second, essentially, just how long, the river. How long have those guys been around? I think they're looking at like six years. I'm, I don't know, honestly, but I think it's around that. But I mean, obviously, it had been great working with those staff. Yeah. To, to, if you're continuously, you'll have four varieties with their syrup infusion. Yep. So obviously, you guys are they a great open partnership. now? We should go there after this. Maybe we should. They'll be open if you guys want to head over there after this. I do have to stay here myself, though. Not, oh, nope. We sure? can't kidnap you? No. Oh, we can. Cold, cold, there's a lot more of us than there are you. <laughs> yeah. It's physically Facts. possible, yes. <laughs> Um, I really like this one as well, but mm -hmm. I really like that strawberry daiquiri uh, slushy. <laughs> that was just so, to me, that was just so good, so fruity, sitting outside on a nice warm summerish day. Yeah, and an actual slushy. Yeah. With uh, ice chunks yeah, in it, I, everything. I, it was I wrote great. down brain freeze because I wanted to drink it I so did. fast. It, I it did. happens. Yeah. It's like, I, oh, it's so good. Oh. I did actually get brain freeze from drinking that. I did I drink it so fast. I had to calm down to wait till it melted a little bit first. <laughs> But, but yeah, this, that was a great idea, the slushy thing. Yeah. But yeah, the sun steeped is is I get I uh, get that lemonade on the aroma a little bit. Mm. And then yeah, just refreshing. Uh, I, I don't golf, but I feel like I should be <laughs> right. Absolutely. I I feel like slicing into the other fairway all day long with this in my hand. I'm just feeling <laughs> yeah. like John Daly over there. I'm just the worst golfer. <laughs> like can't get rid of my slice. Don't care. Still have fun. But this uh at 7.6% too. You I don't get as much lemonade off of it as I thought I would. To me, the tea really shines like on the nose. And then uh, it's a little sweeter. I almost get like there's almost like a, it's almost like caramely sweet. I really enjoy this. Yeah. The, the, Super I refreshing like the, and crushable. Well, I really like the aftertaste that tea leaves in my mouth. Mm -hmm. It's really well done. 
It is. I agree. Great job on the infusions. I think if anything, it could have a little dash of more lemon in it myself. Hmm. But okay, yeah. makes sense. But yeah, guys. But I think it's absolutely delicious, for sure. I, I really want to like hammer back a bunch of them and see how many it picks until I black out and forgot that I was drinking these. You mean time yeah. travel? Time travel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this right. is great. And at 7.6%, man, you, I mean, that's 2.6 better one. than fucking truly, yo. Truly so, I mean, so, I mean, these are a little bit more hardcore, but uh, taste way better. Well, and that's what I like yeah. about it, too, is like the flavors come through mm-hmm. as a, you know, I've been, you know, as far as seltzers go, I like the more vodka based like ones, high, like, high, high like high noons and yeah. stuff, because you get more flavor that come through. Yeah than your typical shit seltzer. And that's what I like about this, is that flavor really shines, really comes through. It's not just a, a little hint of, you know, it's a whole it's a whole smackering of flavor. And you or can tell that it doesn't have all those artificial flavorings added yeah. and stuff that yep. a lot of the seltzers use. Yeah. And it's not a part of those syrups that they make for us. Yeah. And they're all natural ingredients. Yep. And, you know, when I was trying the watermelon ro- wow, rosemary version of this, I was like, this is made out of straight watermelon squeeze the fuck out of and and all that juice is in there because they beat all of the juice out of the watermelon with rosemary twigs um that's a fact okay let's do that (laughs) (laughs) they made a rosemary wicker strainer and they squished a shot there we go perfect analogy because that's good at what it was but um you know props to meteor bar for their infusions These, these were all four of these were not bad at all. Yeah, and very good. Probably some of the best uh, seltzers we've had on the podcast. Are you a seltzer drinker yourself normally? Uh, not a ton, but once in a while. Yeah. What's your go-to stuff? Uh, honestly, if I get it outside of work, it's going to be a white claw. Yeah? Yep. You are a seltzer guy? Yeah, but I mean, here, uh, the watermelon rosemary overall is my favorite that we have right now. Yeah. So, I, what was your favorite too. of all time so far that you've had? Being here three years, two and a well, half. We've only been doing the, the the seltzer infusions for about a year at this point. Okay. Um, I think you know between the, the the two that we got going right now, the well, the, we have the three, but um, the Arnie Palmer and the watermelon are two of the best ones. Yeah. So it only gets better from here, folks. Yeah. The newer the it is, the better the infusions are going to be. So that's awesome. Uh, let's start, let's move on to the second beer, and this is a, a kaiju smash. This is the tropical kaiju. Thank you. Oh, it Jesus. took you a minute. You got to a joke. All right. I uh, know this is the kaiju smash. This is their tropical sour. This is a kettle sour. Uh, and this one is kind of really super interesting because there's two ingredients in here out of the four that you guys advertise: kara kara. And uh, what is it? Calamansi. Ka- yeah, uh, what? Ca- calamari. Calamari. Yeah. calamari. No, yeah, not calamari. Squid. squid. No, yeah. but calamansi. Yes. I, I did want to. I just want to make sure I didn't pronounce that wrong. But I don't know what those are. Yeah. Can you describe to our audience what those two things are? The caracara and the calamansi. Basically, like uh, Asian uh, fruits. One is along the lines of uh, like an orange, and another like uh, lime. Oh yeah. One is along the lines of an orange, and the other along the lines of a lime. And the caracara or caracara, caracara, either or. Caracara. That, that's the orange one, right? Yeah. So that kind of reminds me of like blood orange. It's cara, cara, cara. Say cara, cara. Whatever will be, will be. Will be. Yeah. yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. No. I know that was a terrible joke. Yeah. <laughs> no, apparently it's all in the timing. No, this is a, my first note on this is ooh wait. Uh, no, I got um, the nose for me was like almost like off-putting with how weird that everything kind of collided together in my nose. But after a while of of, of nosing it, um, it kind of transforms into something kind of beautiful and like almost like fuzzy. You that can makes, you can smell the fuzz. Yeah, isn't that weird? That you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, Where it's kind of like vegetally and like that peach fuzz. You got that peach in there. Yep, I I really Pineapple. put fruit, and then got, it's like I kind of hyphened it to some peach. Yes. And yeah. then for some reason, a little bit later, I I got pear, which I know is not even on the list. Like of what's parts in of there, the peach are a little tangier than the other parts of the peach, right? Yeah. You know, closer to the skin, and that's 
versus the pit. Only facts. Yeah. Only facts. Only facts. <laughs> <laughs> or it could be like one of these, you know, it's like, yeah, well, you know, it's just like uh, your opinion, man. This goes on for another eight minutes. So yeah. if you want to yeah. run to the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, I get kind of busy up there. This just, but on the, on the tasting though, I just get like a lot of like. It seems to me like when I open up a can of a uh, pi- pineapple rings and the juices in there, and I just drink the juice, that pops into my my mouth first. Is that flavor like the pineapple and pineapple rings on this one? See, I get like a tart peach, and then it it like resolves to this sweeter pineapple. Okay, that's I get, how my mouth works. I get. That lime in there. I think the lime is kind of the the sour citrus to me. That might be the Karakara or the Koji Jingos. Yeah, one of those. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's and then it's got some sort of funkiness at the end, but uh, coats your tongue very well. Nice. Got a lot of brewer's notes on this one. Tell us about these brewer notes on this. Uh, not another smash. A, it's just an empty space like between your ears. <laughs> Like between my ears, of course, yes. Well, the, this one, I mean, I do know the the, the name came from. Uh, we have the Godzilla pinball when that was uh, being released. We brewed this beer and did a special for that week. Oh, uh, right on! Yeah, and Kaiju is the name of the giant Japanese monsters, Godzilla, Mothra. But yeah, that that's that's where the name of this one comes from. Was just. The Godzilla machine, the pinball machine coming in. Owned by Universal Studios, by the way. That's crazy. <laughs> I had no idea that's what the names were. And yeah. Godzilla machine was probably already taken, so you had to go with... Yeah. Kaiju. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this one's really great. Uh, uh, yeah, I get a lot of that pineapple. I get some lime and blood orange on the end of that I really like. It just kind of settles into something um, savory and, and, and citrusy in the end. But not like a bright citrus, just like a dark citrus. Uh, I, I I really dig this one. It cuts itself. Yeah, real dark. It's, it's super emo. <laughs> this this this. I think this is opposite. <laughs> this is the only skeleton witch. This t-shirts. is the only reason I don't cut myself. <laughs> I th- I I think we are going totally different directions with this. I think this is absolutely wonderful and bright, and it makes your day sparkle, like you're a vampire. There we go, a vampire. <laughs> the sparkling vampires. <laughs> oh no, we'll not talk about that. Hey, do you want to maybe take a break, or we just go go straight into this uh, the uh, terminal chill, terminally chill? Yeah, let's do the terminally chill. Ter- yeah, Term- terminally chill. Ter- terminally chill. Terminally nailed it. All right. Uh, well, let's talk about this next beer. This next beer is uh, the first of our two IPAs that we're going to talk about. This is the terminally chill. And this is a 6.5% West Coast IPA. Now, this has got Idaho 7, uh, Centennial, uh, Citra, and Cryo Columbus. Right? Is that, is that, that is my notes right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, so, for me in the nose, I get like mango and fucking passion fruit so much on this. I like the head, by the way, because they got a lot of good head retention on this one. That really gets that nose going right away, so you can really smell it. Yeah, it's good tropical fruitiness on the nose, uh, but dank. Yeah, as well. So oh, terminally Jesus. chill yeah. again. I get these nice tropical fruit notes, and again, some like dank resininess on the nose as well. Yep. Um, but flavor-wise, again, still get that dankness, but it, it's citrus and delicious. I get dry. It, it, it's dry uh, pine resin. Uh, dank passion fruit, and uh, these are like really super juicy. I'm like, did I mean, is it bitter enough? And then, it, oh, it's when it gets enough. a little bit warmer, that's when the bitterness kicks in. It like, bitters oh, out yes. at the end for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I get a little bit, a little bit of that peppery kind of stuff at the end, yep. but not very much. It doesn't um, dominate. I get like, like yeah. cantaloupe originally when I taste it, kind of, and then. Um, I, it kind of gets you on the side of the tongue. Yeah, like, co- coats your tongue, kind of gets you right there. Then it does kind of bitter off a little bit into what I call that that peppery finish. I would say this but is enjoyable. the juiciest West Coast IPA I've ever had. Yeah, how about that? I can say that, right? You can say whatever does you that want. Make sense. All right, terminally chill though. I really enjoy it. 
Uh, this next one, though. Verbal tip. The Nipa. All you really need to know about hazy this. Hazy IPA. Yeah, there's no reason to talk anything two about words. this. You just go Citra, Mosaic, remove it. There on. it is. Bam. No. Those two words, that's it. It's what you expect in the hazy. Yes. Holy buckets, right, though? Yeah. Man, the, it's oh, the nose on this, it smells like everything I love about Citra and Mosaic. Yeah, Pops. orange and citrus and yeah. some sweetness comes through. And the flavor, again, it's it's that slight dryness that wants you going back for more. And it's that passion fruit, that mango, that perfect blend of that citra and mosaic hops that you And really this is a, one of your best sellers? Yeah. This is your this flagship? Is definitely our flagship, yeah. Hidden yeah. Temple's second biggest, but Verbal Tip is what you will find in any bar or restaurant around that has our stuff. Okay. And this is 7.3%. Yeah, nice, so th this nice could, light hazy. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so after like ten of these, you might feel it. Yeah, yeah. a little bit, little tingling in the toes I, at I think, that point. But I think as you're drinking the tenth one, you you might time travel to nine o'clock the next morning, or noon the next day, <laughs> or halfway to Minneapolis. Going shit, I gotta talk about this. <laughs> right. <laughs> Night. Oh, but this is so good. Uh, yeah. Just all those things I love about I, these all, all I wrote was Citra Mosaic. This is how it's done. Mm -hmm. Like, there's nothing to really talk about. There's no bad notes to it. It's a, no. it's a hundred percent what you would exactly expect from this beer. Uh, it delivers. It. There's nothing wrong in here. I have solid, well balanced, no harsh bitterness. Some res, some resinous, zenesses. I like how you finally figured out how to pronounce that word. Worcestershire. <laughs> oh fuck! There we go. The flavor notes are everything I want. How, in, in how can you mosaic. pound back a bunch of them if it doesn't ask you to keep going back to the glass? Right. I think that's what that's what I like about that bitterness. It's like keep coming back. You know, you'll get some more of that good shit. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, uh, hey guys, why don't we take a quick ad break? Uh, we'll get a word in from our sponsors and us chatting about them and shit, and then uh, we'll be right back after this. Sound good? Sure. Super. I All second right. that emotion. Uh, excellent. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Chris Chelsis with Brews, Booze, and Reviews. And if you like drinking like I do, then shop where I do. And that's Bridgeview Liquors in Moorhead. They're one of our sponsors, and if you mention that you listen to us, you save 10% off of all purchases. Not only do they have <clears throat> the most knowledgeable staff, maybe minus us, but they also have one of the best assortments of craft beers. They have a great assortment of new and exclusive whiskeys and other spirits, wines, and they have classes every Saturday, which are absolutely phenomenal. So again, go to Facebook, check out Bridgeview Liquors, and drink like me. Not possible. True story. Hello, neighbors. This is Big Earn from Brews, Booze, and Reviews. Do you want to know what's going on in the Fargo, West Fargo, Moorhead area? You need to check out FargoUnderground.com for all that you need to know on what's going on in the area. They have on their events tab information on where you can see live music, comedy, art, theater, what movies are playing in the area, where you can go play trivia, or sing karaoke. Holy crap, right? How convenient is that? So for all the news on what's up in the Fargo area, check out FargoUnderground.com. And thanks for listening to me, I mean us, on Brews, Booze, and Reviews. Yeah. Cheers! Ding. Yeah, right, speaking I have of no music. idea what you're talking about. All right, so this fifth beer. Well, that, actually, no. Speaking of music. Yeah, speaking of music. Yes, Drew. Oh. You were talking about that. You were, we're all well, break. music fans and yes. uh, sometimes semi-professional or professional musicians. Uh, maybe. I mean, yeah. I, I spent over a decade working for uh, Eric Funk at the Triple Rock, so... Tell me where the Triple Rock is, just in case they are the what, not huge fans. What is the Triple Rock? Uh, it was a, a venue um, in the West Bank neighborhood of Minneapolis. Uh, it was around for, the bar itself was around for almost 20 years. The venue was around for 15, uh, shut down five years ago, I believe, at this point. But I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, it's just as legendary as 
as First Avenue almost, I think, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, such a great club. It's like Ralph's in, in Fargo-Moorhead, where it was, that it, it was like the place to go to see really great underground music and just hang out with good people that love the same shit that you love. Yeah. And it's so many bands over the year, whether mm -hmm. or not they played at that venue, they would just come there to hang out mm -hmm. before and after their shows, or if they were in town for an extra day, they would just come to the bar and hang out. Yeah. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, and yeah, I was just telling the story about, uh, I don't know, it was around 2004-ish, serving Avril Lavigne when she it, was underage. Uh, <laughs> a April Lavern will, uh, for anonymity's sake. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Canadian, so I don't yeah. know how it's really pronounced. Um, Avril Lavigne? Eh? Yeah. yeah. That's how it's pronounced. Well, yeah, it was, it was I, I had no idea who this person was. And I served her a drink because she was led into a bar. And then the, by a group of big burly men, I'm sure her, her, her security, security team. guy was, I don't know, six, eight, six, ten. Fuck. He was massive. You really don't want to say no to that, dude. And she's five, four, foot, five foot nothing. I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm six, four, so I couldn't tell. Right. <laughs> it's hard they're to all, math. They're it's all so short to me. It's hard to math from so high up. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I get lightheaded. <laughs> right. Yeah. The air is thinner up there. <laughs> so oh, why yeah. was she there? Was uh, she playing? She, she was a big fan of uh, Dillinger 4, which Eric Funk was, you know, is in that band, and uh, that's his bar. So she wanted to come hang out at the bar that he, he owned and opened up and had an amazing venue at. I don't even... I mean, yeah. when you have a club as legendary and well-known, I mean, why wouldn't you when you get a chance to go and hang out at a place? Yeah. Right. You know? Oh, absolutely. It's the only reason we went, you know, like when you're in Chicago, go to Buddy Guy's Legends, you know, because <laughs> there's a chance that Buddy Guy's sitting at the end of the bar or he's going to jump on stage and just jam for a little bit. You yeah. know, you go to those places. Yeah. And, and hearing each town's like super secret, like wink, wink, this is where you really want to go and what you really want to see to experience this town. Yeah. Those kind of things are fucking legendary. And it's just, it's such a shame, shame that it's not around anymore because that was like a cool place to go to. You worked there in Minneapolis. I was there for about 12 years. So a couple, couple years at there, that space. Mm -hmm. Saw some so shit. So you got to see yeah, some yeah. shit. Uh, Dropkick Murphys and Fred. Or Roger Murray trying to fight the staff. Oh, no shit? What yeah. happened there? Just a little, little too tipsy? Was Roger Murray's previous band, uh, Agnostic Front, used to be on the jukebox, and uh, that CD got switched out at some point. So he came in, looked at the jukebox, then w went behind the bar and started yelling at the bartender. Why the fuck because is Because the CD wasn't out? Yeah. That's fucking and, uh, pompous. Then but just, that's so fucking metal, though. The same. Hey, motherfucker, why is my shit up here? Yep. And that, that takes the balls, dude. That's pretty cool. Fighting. That's fucking great. That'll happen. Yeah. So that's a cool story. I love shit like this. You never know stuff like this unless you talk to the people I've like never, Drew, right? I've never almost fought a celebrity. I've said I've, I've talked some shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's well when you have a microphone in front of us. It's, like we got mad because Kyle Kyle Gas refused to sign mine and my girlfriend's ass. Just yours. <laughs> what a what a prick. What she goes? <laughs> we signed my ass. He goes no. How about my boyfriend's? It's like uh, more no. More no. <laughs> no word. Goddamn Kyle Gas. He's a good dude though. I love that. Um, all right, so this beer here, this is the Dark Match. Now, another got, one of your run-of-the-mill Imperial Stouts. Wrong. <laughs> uh, so, and here's why. Okay, so Dark Match is an Imperial Stout. Uh, it's got hazelnut, coconut, and vanilla. Uh, and it and aged in rye whiskey barrels, but we're not entirely sure which rye, right? Sorry, I don't recall. That's okay. all right. And this is a 13.7% uh, ABV. Yeah, so, you know, it's getting there. And I got to say, on the nose, man, I got hazelnut, uh, coconut, but you guys know my fucking thoughts on coconut and stouts. You know, I don't like hardly any of them. Sometimes actually, you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. Well, I'm always not feeling like a nut at all when it comes to coconut and stouts, except for one beer I, I would tolerate that had coconut in it. But this... Not fucking bad, and I am not ashamed to. It's like to say that candy bar. Yeah, not like the old uh, uh, porn magazine mounds. Well, yeah, that that fucking B class bullshit. <laughs> no, this uh, I'm not. 
I like imperial stouts. I don't like when people get way too uh, adjuncty. Let's right. put this and ah. this and this. Yeah. Oh, we still have um, a couple pounds of this. But Let's I think that th- in there. I think these flavors play really well together. Because for me, I don't get the nuts right away on the on the nose. Yeah. I just get <laughs> a lot of a. Uh, <laughs> a lot of really lovely coconut and vanilla. You didn't get tea bagged, is what you're saying. You didn't no, get the, the nuts, more, on, the nuts nose. on your nose. on your eyes. <laughs> yeah, and and then it's to the nuts. After the co- coconut, the vanilla, kind of fade out. You get that hazelnut stuff going on. I don't know. And then you taste it. It's chocolatey and smooth in your mouth. It feels thick and creamy, and it's just fucking lovely as shit. Coconut. Well, I think the rye adds, you know, you get a little bit of spiciness and then it dries out at the end. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably from the rye barrel. But it doesn't dry out like real bad. Yeah. It and stays no. with this real nice sweetness that lingers. And that's, I think that's the vanilla. And that sweetness uh, transfers right into the mouthfeel in this when it goes when it goes across your tongue. It's such a soft, pillowy mouthfeel going down. And there's coconut there, but it's not fucking overwhelming and it's not like artificial coconut yeah, it's, like, it's like an afterthought yeah. it's like oh you may i can get Speak, a, maybe a little hint of coconut speaking of afterthoughts we have a guest here <laughs> oh sorry <laughs> oh, that's all right. I mean, you can continue talking about the beer i'm well, I, yeah i've had it a decent amount of times mm-hmm. kind of what we do i mean what are your weird th- i mean continue on ernie and then we'll get well, to just Drew's saying, thoughts I get, like on the aroma i get some of that nuttiness and then a lot of that vanilla sweetness at the end Maybe some hazelnut in there. And then, um, Knox, I think you mentioned like the Almond Joy Mounds candy bar yeah. uh, while we were sampling it. And then on the taste, it's, it's thick. It's, you got that nuttiness. And I think the coconut maybe kind of between that, the nuttiness and the vanilla kind of balances well out. So it is sweet, but not super sweet. There's some earthiness to it. And I mm-hmm. think at 13.7%, this is could be pretty fucking dangerous because i don't get like, any booze dan- i don't get any booziness on this almost as dangerous as a falling knife yeah. as long as you don't grab it perhaps yeah, it has but no according handle. to the website yeah you're supposed to candy tom and dan catch, catch will definitely knife. catch a falling it's knife. like somebody's gonna sue you after they cut their hands but <laughs> i told them not to yeah <laughs> but um, no this is just the the subtle nuance of the coconut actually makes me like coconut in this beer and and well, the a hazelnut. Lot, it, a lot of the sweetness so, comes from the coconut yeah. itself, but like that coconut hazel- milk. And but the hazelnut sweet. too is just such a nice meaty characteristic to this to this beer that really holds up. There is up. with that fucking meat again. Not actual meat, but like like the backbone of this flavor. I loved it so much. Uh, I mean, I don't know. And the vanilla just kind of is the secret sauce that makes everything meld together great. I, I don't know uh, what else to say about this other than this is a fantastic beer. Yeah, I think this is one we all three agreed that we. Uh, I yeah. I said this is one mm-hmm. I definitely would like to talk about because it is one of only so two. good and not boozy. Like thirteen point seven percent, you would expect to get yeah. some of that barrel, that booziness in there, but no, no, it's just all good. Or it's really smooth and yeah. you get the characteristics, but it doesn't dominate your palate. It's just really well done. Everything has such a good balance with this beer. Like, it just drinks so smooth. And it's, like it's, a not a sh- it's not a shut and nah beer. That's no. what you're saying, Ernie? <laughs> shut and I, I agree with the lack of, like, the coconut's there. Not a big fan of that flavor. Neither am I. But yeah. it, it is not, like, overwhelming. Mm. It almost so feels like, like there is lactose in this. Well, right. So, so there is, right? Coconut. La- yeah. Probably I mean, some I mean, coconut milk. Did they add? Would be like, would they add to this one? Is uh, what are their adjuncts? Did they add? I mean, I believe it was just it's just the vanilla, coconut, and hazelnut. I, it wasn't coconut milk. It was, I believe, just like dried coconut. Okay. But chance I'm wrong on that, but I believe but, that's what they used. I don't think there was lactose. Well, it's the perfect amount because it wasn't fucking overwhelming right. and I it mean, wasn't the, dominant. And that's I think what I liked you get about some it. of those characteristics from that flaked coconut too though just guessing i don't fucking know shit just the facts Mm, right facts facts i'm a dumb boy (laughs) only facts not only fans only facts yes and me only fats (laughs) only fats (laughs) (laughs) so they call you big urn that's my that's our wrestling tag team name cheers i'll cheers to that only fats and only facts coming to the ring out of combined way too much (laughs) <laughs> and a combined weight of never your goddamn business. Yeah, yeah I definitely don't get that 13.7%. Yeah. You, 
Oof. Because I've had some like, wow, this is a strong one. I've had some 11, 12 percenters that are like, ooh, this is They just come across hot. Yeah. Boozy. Yuck pants. Um, hey, I was going to say, I, I wanted to mention now that we're getting off the topic of this beer, but you have a, a whole list of your beers that are that have signs that are backlit with head uh, 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 boxes on top of it. Are they all Marshall heads that you just took the fucking marsh that, that that were broke or something that you took them all out of? Or uh, I don't know if you are guitar players out there, but seeing this, we're going to put it on our Instagram when we release this episode, but it is so cool to see all these like heads with these brews. Uh, backlit behind them, like this is the main show, and that's a cool fucking. I, I'm now watching these yeah. people take pictures yeah. in like front of the heads. so-called. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't actually do the design and everything for it. Uh, I, I just. It is so perfect. Uh, yeah. the, looks like a speaker stack. Yep. yep. And then the the switches at the top are what turn the lights on and off. All right. And then the, the the board behind the bar in front has uh, pinballs. The, the pinballs complete the circuit to turn the lights on and off. So when so, you remove the oh, pinball, the metal pinball, it turns the light off. That's yeah. why there was one missing that yeah. wasn't yeah. lit up. Now I'm uh, figuring out. We don't have that beer. I'm so smart. And that was the I, what Academy of you're Doom. Genius. That is correct. Well, no, and I, I, I like these photos of just uh, the records, the side, yeah, the, a stack of records from the side. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I dig this place. Good vibe. Love this. Yeah, great atmosphere. All right, so uh, why don't we now get to the fucking beer that brought us all here to the first place, right? So this has got to be one of your best sellers, too, huh? Uh, we, we do sell a lot of it, but it lasts a lot longer because you're pouring it in four or eight ounce pours versus right. 12 or 16. But we do sell a lot, but even midsummer. Pretty, pretty sought after. Yes, definitely and this sought is, after. And this is their very old painless. This is their barley wine. And this is my favorite barley wine of all time. I'm, I'm going to say it right here in the podcast. This is my 6.0 on barley wines. If I was to rate this out of my six-point system. So let's talk about this one, right? So this is... Uh, on the, Where did fi- the name come from? So the name very, or the name Old Painless, because we've done three different versions. Old Painless uh, is the uh, six-month barrel-aged. The Very Old Painless is one year. And we did an Ancient Old Painless, which is a year and a half. This is the second time we've brewed this beer. So the second time we've aged it for a year. Old Painless is the name of Jesse Ventura's gun in The Predator. Oh, fuck it. Oh, <laughs> motherfucker. So yeah, it took a little bit to get there. time but, to bleed. Yeah. Yeah, that's his gun. That's uh, that chain gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the mini gun. Yeah, look, I love that. Yeah. So this. Why is don't such you a tell cool me thing. what the name of my gun was? That's the worst Jesse Ventura impression ever. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I second so that. So back when I was governor of Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why don't yeah, you? That's better said, than yours. Why don't you <laughs> tell me? When I was governor of Minnesota. He always does, why don't you tell me? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how many people... Uh, That's my hook into it. ...will hear this, but uh, Jesse Ventura also, when he was... Uh, after he was governor of Minnesota, I worked at a hair salon, and it was right when Pirates of the Caribbean came out. So he actually got uh, had a stylist put a bunch of beads in his goatee to look like uh, Johnny Depp from Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean. I actually got to watch him get this done in a hair salon. That's fucking wonderful. Wow. Don't don't tell anybody. Right? Oh, it was hey, we don't weird, have to name the salon. We don't have to name the, the, yeah, the, the artist, right? So anyway, this like I said, this is like one of the best. Do bar- you know this what this was? Best barley wine. Do you know what this is aged in? Barrels. Barrels? Okay. Just checking. <laughs> I don't know if it was in her in her brewer notes. Another brewer notes. Bourbon barrel aged. Specific bourbon. Empty as I, my soul. That's it. Again, I, I can't recall which one of all the barrel-aged beers we've done. I don't know which ones this was in. Okay, no worries. Uh, any other notes on this one? Well, we haven't done any. So Jeez. any notes <laughs> on this one? Any notes on this one? I mean, I get I get cane sugar, raisins, prunes, and like a corn maze in the nose. Just in the nose. Yeah, I was thinking raisiny or pruny or something. Yeah, I get the the raisin. Something this we- is fifteen point two percent. Something folks. weird, something sweet though. Cane sugar, raisins, prunes, and corn maize. There's I also got- some sweet and some funkiness on the finish. Uh, like it, it hits sweet and then it kind of 
not tart or tangy, but something else funky like that. I think maybe happens. it's a little bit from the bourbon barrel. Maybe that's kind of cutting the sweetness down a little bit. Who knows? I I got plum, and then I wrote like potpourri, some hmm. some sort of floral note in there, and I said it's got a little bit of a kick, but fifteen point two percent again. It's not super boozy. It coats your tongue, uh, leaves like like almost like a oil residue across your tongue, and just oh. it doesn't feel heavy in your mouth though, right? It doesn't feel like it weighs me down. Oh, it gosh. feels like if this was five point two percent alcohol, I'd drink thirty of them. Yeah. But it's but it is fifteen point two right. So I can't drink that many. But it, it, it's got a lightness in the body when you drink it that it doesn't fill you up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that, really that is true. It's very light. It, yeah. So when I exhale after having a drink of this, I get some of that booziness, that ethanol. You're, I mean, at fifteen point two, you're gonna get that. Do you but, get chocolatey but, and vanilla notes though? Like it's a stout. No. no. I don't. No. Uh, but So that's why that, that booziness, maybe. you get that exhale with the booziness, but again, you real, oh, you think it's maybe like a 10% or 11%, not fucking 15.2%. But this is so well aged and so well done uh, with that malt bill. That, uh, yeah, again, this is one of those deceptive beers that if you didn't know, you will know when you time travel. After drinking a it, lot of this. It, yeah, <laughs> malty and dark fruits is how it finishes. Yeah. Yeah, For sure. Yeah, um, I don't like maybe barley a little bit of, uh, This is nice. Like, maybe a little bit of the, what, the wood from the... A little bit at the end. I think that's what kind of dries it out. That mm, tannic feeling. Yeah. Mm, dry. Yeah. Now, when it warms up, you get more of that like wood flavors and more of that like dark fruits. But um, I think I, I'm going to prefer this a little bit colder. The normal, which is against my barley wine preferences, but uh, with this one, I want it colder because I th- that's when I get more of that cane sugar. Um, the the heat from the booziness disappears a little bit less. I mean, and again, you're not going to notice that 15.2 uh, when it's a cooler temperature. Right. So, I, I, for my preference, I would say drink this colder. Uh, I would say less than 50 degrees. I'd say uh, maybe closer to 40. Uh, 39 uh, for a temperature on drinking. I, I, I know you guys liked it warmer yourself. I'm right? a big fan of 98 degrees. Well, yeah, they're a great brand. Well, back in handsome boys. Yes, handsome, <laughs> handsome. <laughs> yep. uh, I need to find the notes about the uh, very old painless, except that I, uh, I'm walking it's, home with a bunch of these. It's one of my very few uh, barley wines that I like. Mm-hmm. I'm not a barley wine fan, but there's something about this one that kind of captures me. Makes me makes me feel feel loved and warm. No, no, empty, still empty inside. Still empty inside. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> but loved. No, I really enjoyed this. This was that was great. Yeah, I almost wish I had a bottle of this at home. We're gonna. I'm gonna because <laughs> I owe you one. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Knox drank. Ernie's bottle. Last I, I time thought we, it was mine. Last it was time we were here. Because well, I, I, we were here for, uh, was it after? Food pills and food food pills. Fulton. Yeah. Yep. No. Oh, and yeah. you're like, oh, you got to try it. You got to get this. so good. So I, I just bought a bottle. Yeah, so, yeah. so we came here after Fulton that day. Yeah. And right. after Rare Beer uh, Picnic because of how well I loved your guys' beer at Rare Beer Picnic. Uh, that we had, I had to show you. Yeah. This place. So and I bought a bottle thinking and we would do it on the episode. It's like, well, I guess we're coming here anyway. So yeah. we don't really and then <laughs> and then even seeing how fucking musician centric you are with the, with the amps and and the way that this place is. And I walked in and you're playing fucking killer metal tunes. I'm like, fuck yeah, this is my joint. This is my jam, dude. And killer metal tunes is that like uh, just like cult? compilation they opened album. up for lamb of god oh i thought it was coming here apparently i thought it was the metal version of now that's what i call music <laughs> maybe i mean it's a, there's, a, there's a playlist out there with all the good stuff that would be played here i, I guarantee it uh but no this is a, a great brewery everything from lamb of god to phil collins enough to soothe your metal soul there it is and actually <laughs> you guys do have a cd centric uh, that you Dude. can uh, choose whatever music that you want to on those CDs. I'm a, I'm a free to Fox. I'm a fan of touch tunes. I love it. There's so much stuff you can get that you can't get anywhere. 
but these old school CD ones, uh, just it's a lot of fun. It's, well, it's the whole album, and it's you, and you do get to play you all the B sides. Yeah, just shit that pisses people off. <laughs> of course, you're good at that, Chris. Oh, no, I thought it was cool. At this point, don't play Kraftwerk or Weezer. Cole would not be happy. Oh, but <laughs> not a fan. Not anymore. Well, I mean, that just is saying, hey, why don't you play Weezer right after this podcast is done? I think we, I feel as like, we're leaving. I feel like you said uh, 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 his least favorite's the sweater song. So uh, don't do <laughs> we, we that. We might hear it three to we, five we, times a day. Yeah. Oh, God. So one of my favorite bars in, in Fargo is Duffy's. And they, for a long time, had this old, like, on-the-ground stand-up CD player jukebox. And everybody loved it because I don't know who curated it, but every fucking CD in there was a goddamn banger, and everybody loved it to just go do that. And uh, forgot where I was going with the story. Anyway, yeah, they moved away from that jukebox. They got touch tunes, but if you play uh, Nickelback, it gets uh, immediately skipped. <laughs> and there are people that will play seven Nickelback songs in a row and then skip. Look at this photo, skip. Look at this foot skip. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Until they get to something else. And I don't know who's spending all their money playing all this Nickelback stuff knowing that it's just going to get skipped. Dude, if I won 500 bucks and like tabs there, I would just be like 500 bucks dude, all in. Look at this you just, foot. Just you're just playing like over, over again. For $20 to see the bartender go, fuck. <laughs> so I think that Fox, I think that's worth their money. Like to see the <laughs> anger on the bartender's face, then I have to hit the skip button. I've never seven done times. that. Ever. <laughs> never will. All the years bartending. I have found never. <laughs> never a good thing to see an angry bartender. I love working for small businesses and for people that care about what they're doing, and it, it shows in what comes out of the back of house. I mean, yeah. honestly, I say it to customers a lot or guests a lot that I don't have to work as hard because the back of house does it for me. Yeah, the, the the beers that come out of this place, phenomenal. May not all be your favorite, but they're all done how they should be. Right, yeah. that's but uh, right. I mean, well done, crazy. two style. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I, I I know, like I got so many weird stories about other places over the years. It's been pretty mellow here. I yeah. mean, we had a, a year of pandemic where we were shut down or only yeah. selling growlers out the door. So I mean. And three years. I mean, you guys started like a year, and then the pandemic hit, and then here you guys are surviving that shit. Yeah, and October, some breweries did not survive yeah. the pandemic. October 2019, shutdown happened in March, and then just crawlers out the door for six months, and opened up a limited space. You know, so it's. I I, I don't I, I don't know if I've had enough time to get any weird crazy stories yet. Gotcha. <laughs> No one breaks, nothing here. Everybody is spot on. I like yeah. that. I mean, I wasn't here for opening day and all that stuff. It's a tight ship. Some, some things might have been thrown off the roof into Broadway. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> well, if we, get any, if we get any stories from, uh, you know, Andy, Tom, or Dan, uh, which guys know them. Uh, but in the meantime, guys, you guys got to stop out at this tap room it's fucking phenomenal i mean pinballs you guys can hear it's a nice little place uh it's a good comfortable and uh the people so the thing that i liked about it first too is that when we came here a few weeks ago um cole uh, cole was our server and he was fun energetic he served us good beers and he 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 pointed us in the right direction for the Mm -hmm. beers that we were looking for as well and I went, these are the type, this, this is why I like going to breweries. It, it, it's good beer, but they have to have a good staff. And, uh, you know, meeting you, Drew, meeting Cole, I mean, the staff is there, the beer is there. There's no other reason not, there's no reason not to be here. Yeah. It's a fun and, spot. Yeah. And having beers that, that we've obviously are behind, uh, not only on festivals that, or against other breweries, but even t- today that we're just like, these. Are, it was hard only like, narrowing it down to like six things to talk about. It was hard. Uh, but Not for me. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gooder. 
and that's go. that's the show. But and that's a podcast. Uh, uh, Drew, uh, can you give us every, uh, all the social medias for Falling Knife? Are you guys on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, any of that stuff? Uh, we do. Did uh, you say TikTok? TikTok. Oh, thank God. We're not on that yet. <laughs> yeah. That's no, after nine p.m. We do. We do Instagram. Check and me Facebook. out on TikTok. And <laughs> only fats. Only fats. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yes, uh, uh, Facebook. And yeah, Facebook and Instagram, like all of our stuff goes out on those. Um, our website's okay, so social media is the best way to find out what's going on, what's being released, and Instagram and Facebook, I go for those things. Do you have a pretty heavy rotation on b- beer? How often you're yeah, we, flipping a, new stuff? Every week or two, we have a new beer going on draft. So it's, it's quite a so bit. and. Only been around for three years. Some things have come back once or twice. Some things have only been brewed once at this point. But, you know, we're still fairly new. Right. Right, right on. You got to try things out and then uh, let people sample it. And if yeah. they scream for it to come back, obviously, these guys yeah. listen and bring it back. So hopefully, y'all making uh, this uh, so come on very in old and painless. Yell at your beer tenders. <laughs> this old painless um, let's make that into a heavily rotated thing that you make every year because this is fantastic stuff in my opinion what did you like better the very old painless or the ancient old painless uh, or did I, you not get a chance to try that I mean, it, I, it's been six months since I tried ancient old painless and this is a new batch too so yeah. this ancient old painless is going to be different than the last one right. hmm. so, barrel condition it's going to be different every time yeah that's the that's the point. Yeah, Andy, Tom, Dan, save me a couple bottles of the of the next uh, batch of ancient old painless, if you could please. Throw throw in an or else, or, or else. else. <laughs> I don't know. Or else what? Fuck, I don't know. Or else I'll be well, sad. You leave, you leave, they're probably not listening anyway. Really just leave it open ended. <laughs> that's how I threaten people. Get out of my way, or else. Like, or else what? I'm like, let your imagination do the rest of this. <laughs> Excellent. Well, guys. I'm just here to set it up. Hey, I want to I give a quick shout-out to the Somerset German-style uh, Oktoberfest beer. The Martin, yeah. The Oktoberfest. That, that was pretty good. I'm guessing that probably won't be on tap for very much longer. I'd, I'd give it a week or two. Yeah. And, 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 and your guys' is- Collab with a uh, dangerous man, that mutagen man too. Yeah, mutagen yeah. man too. Yeah. That that yeah that that is our honorable mention today. Uh, that one, man, that nose on that was like lemon pledge and like raw mango. Do you know anything about it? Like, As I in, mean, how how they fucking made it? Because it was it's. I mean, they got uh, Vita. Because that was the palace. They did that weird hopping, dip hopping. Yeah, and they're all new, uh, either New Zealand or Australian hops, right? Yeah, which uh, some of the hops, you know, have been grown in the U.S., but they they bring out totally different characteristics being grown in a different environment. So uh, this one, yeah, it's uh, Vita uh, Talus, yeah, Lupome, and Cryopop. Did I get that right? Uh, yeah. Sure. Or I probably mispronounced all that shit. Most likely. I lost it here. I was trying to find the information, but... Uh, What's this information? This? Uh, that's the uh, process, basically. Uh, let's just read it here. Thiolized, uh, yes. Just butchered that. Go ahead. Thiolized uh, no, is right, yes. Enhances the yeast's ability to biotra- biotransform compounds found in malt and hop, hops to unleash thiols. Uh, uh, basically, it, it brings out different characteristics by using that process. And that was something that we tried out with this beer. And it definitely is a lot different than any other IPA I've tried. Yeah, yes. so what are you... It was so interesting. <laughs> I Holy still fuck. don't know what I was tasting. I really liked it. It was easygoing. And I wrote very generic things like fruity. Uh, it's got a lot of body. It's really nice. Uh, I don't know what it is. And that, that literally, those are my notes, because I couldn't pinpoint what type of flavors I was picking up on it. It was something very different, but it was very, very good. Mm-hmm. Ernie, yeah, I put like resiny fruit mango Man, on I, the on the aroma, and um, there's a there was a little bit of bitterness at the end, but not too bad for me. Yeah, nice. and I agree with Chris. Though it was thick, nice yeah. thick body. 
Yeah, I mean, for me, it was like all lemon pledge and like raw mango uh, on the nose or uh, raw guava. Uh, and on the palate, it was like all, it was started off as a little grassy, uh, but then just ended in just like straight pink guava. Like you're just biting into the goddamn fruit itself. And that's all the hop characteristics that you're getting. So it's amazing how close to that fruit that you get from this hop and the way that they made it with all four of these together. Uh, very well done. 6.6% ABV. Uh, recommendation from BBR to try that beer as well while, while it's on tap here at uh, Falling Knife Brewing. Um, uh, any other things we got to say before we take off? Nothing? Well, we want to thank our sponsors for supporting our show. We want to thank you, our listeners, without whom this podcast couldn't happen. And to you we say, may, may your, your glasses be full and your, your spirits high. high. Thanks, Chris. Cheers. Cheers. I only come on on the cheers part. I don't know how long we've been doing this and you're still mad. This has been a Predicate Productions episode of Brews, Booze, and Reviews. For more information, head over to brewsboozeandreviews.com. Special thanks to our sponsors for supporting our podcast. You too can support our show by supporting them. We have merch for sale that you can purchase from our Shops tab on Facebook. We also have extra content that you can access by going to patreon.com slash brews, booze, and reviews.